just what I see from a math and science perspective. Um, we're joined by Seth Keschel. Seth, welcome to the show. In Hello, studio. Joe. Great to be on, finally in person in your wonderful studio here. <clears throat> really, that's about the only wonderful thing going on as far as <laughs> yeah. the uh, election integrity movement would be concerned. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have brighter days ahead, but as far as Arizona goes, you're looking at the 2020 play in Arizona right now. Same thing. The only thing that's different in Arizona this time around is that they did not call the race for the top of the ticket Democrats. So they didn't call the race for Hobbs right away. The reason they did that in 2020 was to make sure that they had sway over the Electoral College narrative. They had to stop the Trump momentum after Florida was called. Right. But in 2022, you have the same thing. They start revealing the votes, and it's a massive Democrat lead. Nevada and Arizona work in reverse. Nevada, you start with the Republican lead, and over time they bleed it out with the mail. They can right. legally count their ballots for a week after the election, which, of course, they come in trickling in from drop boxes and mail votes that you can't verify. But in Arizona, you start with the big Democrat lead, then it tightens, and then they promise you. It's a promise. Hey, there's 400,000 Republican Election Day votes that are going to be counted. And by the way, they came from people who exclusively did not want to vote by mail. Translation, when the party registration edge is 4 to 1 Republican. Right. And then you assume, based on something like that with Election Day turnout, the independents and non-affiliates are going to be breaking Republican as well. You're looking at a 75-25 split prediction for Kerry Lake and the rest of the Republican ticket. Right. And I said five days ago when everybody was talking about, hey, um, you know, they're going to get it easily because of all the ballots that are going to be counted on Election Day. Donald Trump had the numbers, too. Trump had the numbers in 2020. He had almost 1.7 million votes, which is 400,000 more votes than he had in the previous election, which is a far and away Republican record in a state that had been Democrat once in 72 years. Right. And they took it a week and dropped the results, and Joe Biden won by 10,000 votes. Right. Why? It's because they see the bottom, and they know where the Republican vote count is going to be. And then they spend all that time, they, they make the excuse, those that think the government wouldn't lie to you about their vote counting procedures, remember what they did about the pandemic. Remember what they did about shutting down society. It's all turned out to be a complete lie. So they drip the votes out a week at a time, or a day at a time for a week. And then what do you know? Katie Hobbs or Joe Biden wins by ten or 20,000 votes. And no, you can't see it. No, you can't have the algorithms. No, you can't see the voter rolls that we've made up on the fly. And, and it's a bigger problem because if we also are honest about the mail-in ballots, where do the mail-in ballots go when they're sent back? Are they sent back to the precincts? A lot of them are put in drop boxes. And then they go back to Runbeck. They go Correct. to Runbeck first. And Runbeck, by the way, if you check on who votes and who gives money, Runbeck is 100% what? It's a, it's a Democrat staple. They want us to have a non-transparent election. Non-transparent election. They want to basically say you have to trust the process and trust the outcome. It doesn't matter what you say, and we get to tell you who wins. It takes them six, seven days to figure out what to count for. Carrie Hobbs, Kelly Hobbs, Katie Hobbs stayed in her basement for the entire time, refused to go and do a debate. Fetterman did a debate, sounded like a blubbering idiot, and that idiot still won there. Seth, do we have safe and secure? Do we have free and fair elections in this country? No. And the point that we've been trying to drive home for two years is that we have a crisis in transparency. Most fair-minded people, I would assume, by virtue of being fair-minded, are willing to accept a legitimate election result. 100%. But you don't have any transparency whatsoever. And for those people that are Main Street Republicans that didn't like President Trump, and because of that they use the excuse to believe that 2020 must have been safe and secure and maybe a one-off because of covid it's a little bit different they now have the privilege of voting in an election for candidates up and down the republican ticket who've now been ripped off in plain sight this is still going on nevada's still in play then you still have alaska out there with their garbage ranked choice voting election we had the oregon governor's race in which the republican already conceded we have the House Why? seats in California. Well, because she was a stand-up token Republican, and I made that clear in my telegram months ago when she actually decried the election integrity movement in Oregon. And, of course, she was the one nominated, and she's the one that takes the spill. There was a third-party progressive that split the Democrat vote in Oregon this time, but it still wasn't enough according to the mail ballot elections. And if you look at the stats, Multnomah County, Washington counties, and Oregon hold their votes till the end just in case they need them. Right. Simple playbook. So it's a simple playbook. We know it's the playbook. 
And do you think, Seth, that we've actually finally come up with a solution, maybe not the solution, but a solution that may help push it to the place where the people can show and exert their power in places like Arizona, that the theft is alive and well in? We still have a chance in order to make sure that the people's voice is heard and ask for another election, don't we? Yeah, well, Arizona is basically a third world country right now with a great GDP. And it's a shame because you'd have to believe that all these people are moving in from California just to recreate what it is that they left. And that they are, with the, two, with the contrast between the two candidates, Carrie Lake says she's going to issue an emergency declaration on the border on day one and then get to the bottom of the elections crisis. I've maintained that Mark Fincham was the most important tactical piece on the entire election chessboard this year. Because Mark Fincham gets in there, or even Jim Marchant in Nevada, blows up the election fraud operation. It's also going to resonate with the Rust Belt states. Think about that, the 2020 states that are completely compromised. They're all compromised. But the ones that decided the Electoral College, they all got new secretaries of state and governors or reelected governors in 2018. And no mistake that they've been boosted here in 2022 to make sure that 2024 stays on ice. Well, so 2024 stays on ice. Democrats pick up key wins against every America First candidate across the country in a sound rebuke, they would say, on CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News, that this is no longer Trump's American. It's Trump's fault that they lost. Do you believe that's true? That's a giant narrative going on right now. It's, it's made to drive the political discussion, but also the populist conservative voter, or really a populist voter in general. It's made to drive them back to the arms of the political establishment, which operates control over two parties. So the two-party system, of course, is manipulated against us to give the illusion of choice. And, and it also results in very serious people saying, if we don't vote this way, well, then this group will win and vice versa. So really, it's completely destroyed our political process. It's destroyed our, our ability to change discourse of ideas. But yes, the narrative is conservative MAGA group, bad, establishment Republican Party, good. But I'll remind people what Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney's Republican Party was capable of. 206 electoral votes, losses in Ohio and Iowa, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. They couldn't even win Florida. So, yes, they picked up Georgia and Arizona by a little bit more. But still, this is not something that anybody should seek to go back to. Paul Ryan is really the worst of the worst when it comes to our political class. What happened in 2017? In 2017, when President Trump was elected, the Republicans had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Is that correct? That is correct. And what happened with the establishment Republicans? And, and guys, look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that likes history because history is great. Did they do anything in order to push the, the economic and or moral values or ethical character of that of America? No. Paul Ryan did make a very comical commercial down on a horse on the border, which, of course, he'd never ridden a horse or he doesn't really know anything about the border. But Republicans don't like to. The establishment Republicans don't like to govern in the majority. They don't like to get anything done. They really like to fundraise off of ideas. That's why as soon as 2021 kicked in and Joe Biden was in the White House, they're fundraising off of let's build the wall. Well, you guys had the ability to build the wall for the first two years of President's Trump, President Trump's term. And then the last two years of it, they could have gone around a lot of the proceedings with, with various maneuvering to fund that wall. But, of course, now it's, it's politically expedient for them to talk about things that base likes to make sure that they get the votes. But no, they, they did absolutely nothing. They offer absolutely nothing and really can't provide much of a contrast with the Democrat Party. Well, I think that's the issue is that we become an inconvenience to them. They at least tell us that we're slaves. And in about 11 states across the country, they're trying to eliminate the caucus so they can choose who they want to run for office in any appointable position from the local all the way up to the national level. Um, th does that sound like a party of the people? No, it does not. You might also notice that anyone that was labeled an election denier was not able to win any substantial office. Now, we have a few that are out there that I know of that are in auditor positions that are still going on or a few local state house seats. But anyone that has any national prominence as a so-called election denier, which yes. I've been one for two years, yeah, got nowhere. And nowhere. a lot of them were beaten badly, very publicly, and humiliated with fraudulent totals. I mean, Pam Anderson, Secretary of State uh, nominee for the Republican Party, beat Tina Peters, someone that is well-known across the entire nation for standing up for election integrity, and she had 500 followers across her entire platform. And be, and they wanted us to be convinced that, that, that she won by 30 points, 35 points, over Tina Peters. I mean, the only Pam Anderson that I knew of was the one that was in those... Uh, uh, Baywatch. Well, and why do you think that the 
why do you think that Republican states failed to do any sort of auditing of the 2020 election, even in places like North Carolina or Texas, where there were highly fraudulent results? Well, we did a recount in Colorado, and we put it in front of the judge that the recount, there's a law inside the recount in Colorado that says that you must validate and verify, hand count every ballot. It says it in the law. And the judge just said, ah, it's mute. The Republican Party probably... Mm-hmm. is using the same tricks going on in Maricopa County to make sure their candidates win primaries against populist challengers. Say that again? The Republican Party is most likely using the Maricopa County playbook to ensure that their candidates win all the primaries yeah. against America First challengers. And then so, they don't want to crack open the recipe book <coughs> because that might reveal it. So, so here's the problem. You can't have access to the source code. This is what's happening in Brazil. By the way, there's over 2 million people on the streets in Brazil right now. I want you guys to know that as an arbiter or of reality and an ambassador of truth, it's your job to actually share that. There's a media blackout going on in Brazil. But when we start talking about this specifically, we start talking about the playbook for Arizona and what the Republican and the I call it the Uniparty has done, there's, there's a groundswell of people that are tired of the shenanigans. They're tired of it. I mean, it, it's it's everywhere, and that's where the the media polling really can't even keep up with public sentiment. Go talk to people that you wouldn't think hold a typical opinion, and it's everywhere. Nobody thinks that Joe Biden had a better campaign than Barack Obama. You've got some very simple talking points that are worth knowing. I mean, you really think that Joe Biden outperformed Barack Obama in Hawaii in 2020 because that's what happened even though Hawaii had the highest Republican vote gain as a percentage in the country. Go talk to people that are waiting on tables. Go talk to people that you meet in so-called blue states. And very few people rally around defending Joe Biden from any claims of having won the presidency legitimately. Right. And that's not a good thing. I don't know any constitutional republic that can survive or any, any serious nation that can survive when its head of state is considered illegitimate by a strong percentage of the population. Okay, so we, we, we know that they're cheating in every way, shape, and form. We just got done having a conversation. I'm not going to relay that conversation just yet because we're still in the process of working the problem. But, Seth, do you think we have an actionable plan that involves people in the state of Arizona that can redress their grievances in a way that is both peaceful but also has a dramatic and very painful effect on those politicians that would steal the election? Well, absolutely. You know, we talked with Mark Fincham about this. Fincham mentioned that even CNN had his election at Fincham plus two. When a liberal station, Democrat station, has a Republican winning by two, it means the Republican's winning by six or eight. Right. Especially in a state like Arizona, my estimates for Carrie Lake would be she should win anything by 12% or higher. Right. It's a Joe Biden midterm. Remember, we've also succeeded in the last three years and having much of this country brainwashed against political science, which used to be widely known. In a midterm, the president's party gets punished at the polls, even if the president's pretty good or popular. Barack Obama was and is popular with the Democrat base, and the Democrats were destroyed in two midterms with Barack Obama at the helm. So you mean to tell me with Joe Biden at the helm, already thought to be illegitimate by more than half of the country, with 75% of the country having issues with elections, that they turned around and voted for higher taxes, like you said. They turned around and voted for more of the same and also turned their backs on some of the most dynamic candidates in the field in a Biden midterm, then I don't know where we're going to get off convincing anyone that has, doesn't believe elections are stolen, that they're stolen now. Well, I think they know that they're stolen. I mean, anytime that you have people that are out there that are trolling things and, and acting as trolls because they're, they have to say that there's no fraud or no be convinced of it and tell people what they're not. Anytime that you have those people that are out there doing it, they're afraid. They're just trying to do whatever they can to try and disrupt and create chaos. And chaos definitely favors the operation. It favors the op. It doesn't favor the people. And in this case, as we start looking at what's happening in Arizona and what Mark Fincham said, you know, we put together data, science, we, math, the deviations in behavior, all of that. And their response was, you need to prove to us that we stole the election and that we created fraud. Isn't that counterintuitive to what should be, that you have to prove to us transparently that you didn't steal the election? That's what I, that's what I believe in wholeheartedly. Elections should be transparent. Here's another thing. If you've ever played poker against somebody and drawn a four of a kind or a straight flush and everybody around you folds, don't you want to slam that hand down on the table and put it in everybody's face? As much as they hate you and I, or President Trump, or anybody that stands yeah. for America First Agenda, don't you think if they truly had the numbers, they'd love to rub your face in it again and actually convince the population, 
Because in any communist nation, propaganda is a big thing. It Changing is. people's minds is a really important thing. I mean, in North Carolina, they had people convinced that, that Kim Jong-un could hit a hole-in-one every time he swung a golf club. So you would think that if they actually won the last presidential election or if they're going to win the Arizona governor's race or the House, they'd be happy to put the cards out on the table. But they don't. They don't even want anybody seeing it. I put out some information today from Virginia, District 7, which was a so-called four-point win for the Democrat incumbent Abigail Spanberger, where a poll chief had suspicions about machines and he wound up doing a hand count of machine tallies, which tallied 504 votes. Well, his hand count... The machines counted a 531 votes, and the hand count counted 504. So we have a huge discrepancy there, which gave 22 more votes to a Democrat, three more for a Republican in just one single precinct in a four-point race district-wide. So where do we go from having obvious evidence of this to getting the GOP candidates who go on vacation to actually take action on this? Because that appears to be the problem with Virginia 7. Okay, so we, we have a problem in Virginia, and Youngkin's doing nothing, right? Youngkin has done very little, and obviously look who's backing him now for president. Youngkin is Paul Ryan's number two choice for president in 2024. Do you think that the Republican and Democrat Party are losing their grip on the American people, both equally? I mean, don't you think that it's equally, they equally suck? I would say the rank and file of both parties absolutely has lost the people. Registration trends going into the 2020 election showed that the Republican Party had great traction because of one person. And one agenda. Donald J. Trump. Correct. But now, of course, voter registration trends are going to reflect a move towards independence like they do here in Colorado, where, of course, they lean to the left, supposedly. Now, you, you've got your own take on Colorado elections that I have mine, but they're not far from yours. Right. But voter registration trends show largely, especially when Mitt Romney ran against Barack Obama in 2012, that people were disgusted with both parties. The turnout was low in 2012, and it was also low in the 2014 midterms. So I do think that it's definitely time to discuss what to do about two corrupt political parties, including one who only stands as vichy opposition to the Democrat takeover of the United States. Yeah, so, so I want to I talk a little bit about the, that and the announcement that's going to be made tomorrow by President Trump. Now, uh, I... I'm a firm believer that the announcement tomorrow by President Trump will be the most significant announcement in 100 years. I think that announcement is going to be this. I'm going to tell you, and then you tell me your thoughts on it. I told you this last night. President Trump is going to announce a third party. We're going to see registrations move from the, Repo Democrat, or excuse me, from the GOP and the Democrat Party over to this new party. In that transition, we'll be able to measure... Uh, that data on those people, poll those people as members of the party to see if they voted for a certain party, right, for a certain candidate. So it is just another step to get away from the, the to have an America first party. And then the people that are in positions of authority, the Republicans and Democrats that are in office, they got a decision to make. Do I actually move over to and support this new party or do I not? So that's what I think. What do you think, number one, about my prediction and number two, um, about uh, what I said about that. I listed three contingencies for the announcement in my most recent Substack article. Okay. The first one was the chalk pick that okay. President Trump would, would announce a run for the White House in 2024. I don't think that's it. Right, that's the chalk pick. That's what most people would probably think that mm -hmm. that's what he's getting up there to do. Now, given what just happened in the midterms, what he's been putting out on social media, uh -huh. decrying another stolen election, I don't know that the timing would match that, even if it were a good decision whatsoever. Now, right. until the elections are fixed, we could run anybody, and they couldn't win against right. the system. Right. And the, there's a big wing of the party, and I hate to say the party, there's a big wing of the movement out there that says we have to get better at early voting, mail voting, and ballot harvesting to win. I like the old line that says, show me a 40-foot wall, I'll show you a 41-foot ladder. They will extend the deadlines to count votes yeah. until they win the elections, and then they will use the media to cover for the Malfeasance. So number two, the number two thing that President Trump may be doing, of course, he may just be calling a, a conference to decry the fraud in the in the elections. I don't think that don't will think happen. So. I don't think that will happen either because it's obviously a well-known position that's been widely panned by skeptics on both sides. And then number three, of course, is the formation of a new political party. It is very clear, and there's also some side conversations that are probably influencing this decision. The whole Ron DeSantis argument. Mm -hmm. I am not anti-DeSantis at all. I'm not either. But we've got a camp. We've got two camps that are forming. It's very much like the Ted Cruz Donald Trump debate 
in 2016 right you had Cruz only or trump only and there was a big giant brawl yeah well we have that breaking out but i think that it's very obvious that paul ryan and company are courting a potential desantis run in 2024 to head off (coughs) the america first agenda or the donald trump agenda in 2024 what if i told you i thought that what's happening with uh (coughs) trump and desantis is kabuki theater and that it is, it, to me, it has zero to do with Trump and, and DeSantis, and that there might be sending us a curveball so that they can announce something else. I mean, I'm just saying that. Well, that what, if, the what if Trump DeSantis is the America First ticket in 2024? See, that's what I think. I actually think that the reason why DeSantis hasn't said anything is because you have all of this misdirection. Now, again, I, I think that they're both very, very intelligent. I think DeSantis is very intelligent. I think President Trump is very intelligent. But I think that there's going to be a clear message that will be, will, will be tomorrow. There'll be a clear message sent by President Trump that will be much like when he came out and said, I have a press announcement. Remember that? Called a press announcement. when they, And he got the whole media together and he called the fake media out. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. I think that's I think this is one of those moments. I think he is brilliant. I think he's going to come out. I do think he's going to announce a third party and I think that the Republican party is going to go bankrupt. Well, that would be good. The Republican party would immediately become the third largest party in the country. Yeah. Now, get ready yeah. for the butt hurt because what will happen yeah. is you're going to have a lot of people screeching about, well, all that's going to do is split the ticket and the Democrats are going to win. People are stuck on the concept of Republican good, Democrat bad. When it's very clear, it's very clear that they're going to put in power whoever they want. Right. They're Actually, they're rubbing yeah. it in your face right now. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, the guy just had a stroke, has brain damage, and was nationally mocked for his poor debate performance in a Biden midterm still won by three points over the Republican Senate candidate, right. endorsed by Trump, of course. And then you have Joe Biden, who won, not campaigning in 2020, who appears to be in cognitive decline, or definitely is. And then, of course, you have folks like Katie Hobbs, who don't debate at all, who don't show their faces at all against somebody like Carrie Lake, who is widely popular. Widely popular among <laughs> Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Well, she's a populist. You know, she, she admits openly what her political views used to be. She lives, she learns, she admits mistakes, but she also brings solutions. And you're telling me that Katie Hobbs is going to win a Biden midterm in a red state against Carrie Lake. Right. Going away. Carrie Lake never got a lead for one single second. Yeah. No, Carrie Lake did, did not. And, and that is where you start getting to the place where, come on, it's controlled. It's a, it's a, it's a fixed outcome. It's a function that allows for them to get to an outcome. This morning we put up something, and I want to put this up if we can. This is uh, the Matt uh, DePerno's race. So let's let's put this up. Matt DePerno was firmly in the lead, firmly in the lead, and then one o'clock in the morning, it changed. Can we put that up for a minute? Yep, I'm getting it ready. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off 
everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. As you can see, Matt is the red. So you have the red, and he's in the lead, in the lead, and he goes, boop, step up. Again, I feel like they just added ballots in a 50-50, right, to get it 50-50, 1,000 here, 1,000 here, 1,000 here, 1,000 here. All the step-ups are the same, step up, step up, step up. And then Matt DiPerno starts to pull away, and then something happens at 1 o'clock in the morning. What do you see there? Well, it looks to me like it's a very strong enthusiasm surge for the incumbent attorney general. Now, all those people just voted for the same person, just voted for 500,000 people decided they just loved uh, Nestle. You might remember 342 in the morning on November 4th, 2020 in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. Yeah. 168,000 votes get tabulated, 85% for Biden, zero third party. That's how this operation works, and you're told to just deal with it with no transparency. Okay, so if that's the case, if we're supposed to just deal with it, um, how can we trust, how can we trust that that is the, that, that this is a free and fair election? What, what's the response that you would have based on this? What, how would you be able to justify this? Would you be able to justify this? Unfortunately, we've, we've been through even more proof than we have now on the midterms in yeah. 2020, and you saw what the course did about it. With with, uh, with plenty of sworn affidavits, we had plenty of evidence of the election fraud in November of 2020, although an incomplete picture, yeah. and they were chunked on procedural grounds and on standing because, of course, didn't want to hear them. Yeah, so none of the evidence gets there. Doesn't that actually... Um, doesn't that actually show us something? I mean, does it, if you're if you're just a normal person and you look at it, and, and by the way, these are the same people that said Hunter Biden laptop was not real. They went out there and talked about it. They they are liars. They're nothing but liars. So doesn't that prove to a certain degree that the people now have to take it into their own hands? I mean, there, there's no other choice. There is none because the voice of the people. I made a point this morning on social media that for years the colonists petitioned the British government for a redress of grievances. They listed their issues. They brought it to the proper magistrates, right? They brought it up the channel for remediation. And not only were they denied, the burden continued to get heavier and heavier. They had more taxes levied upon them. They began to be treated with great hostility. Of course, you had the massacre, the Boston Massacre in 1770. And still from that point, it took 13 years for the British to recognize the independence of the United States. A lot of people that came into this thinking that this was going to be a six-month reveal of information and everything was going to be back to normal have forgotten the lessons of history that it's often a long slog that has many setbacks. And that sounds like cope, but it's not cope. Right. But look at the 2022 midterms. This is not what I had hoped to see, but I am not surprised to have seen it. Well, because they have to double down at this point. They Every have a one choice. of my election predictions for the midterms had an asterisk next to it. Yeah, it was I, a caveat for I expect that these candidates in particular are going to be targeted for massive fraud. Yeah, so I went on Patel Patriot's show on Election Day, and I go, guys, they're not going to let any of these candidates win. And they're like, Joe, come on, Carrie Lake wins. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And they're like, you're being a naysayer. I was like, well, the math would tell us that they can't afford anybody to win based on what happened in Florida specifically. 1.6 million ballots difference between uh, Chris Christ. Chris, Charlie Christ. Charlie Christ and uh, DeSantis. He had 10,000 last time, 1.6 this time. And the things, the things that he put in play, you have to have an ID. He did extend voting time, so he had a, a um, um, early voting. But he got rid of 99% of mail-in ballots, put an election police in place. They arrested 130 people, charged them, and are throwing the book at those 130 people. As in, these people are going to go to jail for a minimum of three years. Some of them are going to jail for 10 to 15 years for an election crime. That's how you curb election fraud. Right? Yep. Notice who's been completely silent on this. Somebody who's supposed to be a leader in command of the ship. So Doug Ducey is the governor of Arizona mm -hmm. until January. Yeah. So how is it that he's gotten a free pass on this? Now, of course, you know where his sentiments are going to be. 
He's the one to back the elections officials. But he's been completely silent, failed to lead at all, knee-deep in this corruption. And, right. of course, he's gonna, he would go down with the ship as well in 2020 if any of the legitimate reveal came out, which is why there has been any fraud necessary to prop up Katie Hobbs, Adrian Fontes, or anybody else on that Democrat ticket. But, by the way, folks, the Republican incumbent treasurer has a 12-point lead yeah. in Arizona, yeah. a margin of victory of more than a quarter million votes. Yeah. So what that means is... All these Republicans showed up on election yeah. day, a four-to-one party ratio, because they don't trust mail-in ballots. But they did yeah. that because of their enthusiasm to vote for the treasurer, but they wanted to stick it to the top of the Republican ticket in a Biden midterm. So so th- 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 I'm glad you brought that up. Let's also bring this up. Uh, how many voters are there in uh, Arizona? There is a the limited population. Up. They've never had more than 3 million legitimate votes in any election. They did in 2020. So let's talk about the population. Texas has a population of 30 million. Florida has a population of 21 million. Arizona has a population of 7 million. How is Arizona still counting? That came from uh, TIG, by the way. He sent it over to us. So thanks, TIG. Um, how is that possible? Well, you would think that it has something to do with wanting to steer the outcome in a certain direction. Yeah. Okay. So they have three times. Florida has three times more votes than Arizona. Florida has eight times more votes than Nevada. And Alaska, Florida has 30 times more votes than Alaska, who is still counting in their ranked choice voting system because they need to get Lisa Murkowski elected. And so they're going to, they, they're cheating on the Republican side too inside the system. So they, they are basically selecting, not electing, no matter what the party. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm trying to lay out the, the math for people that are, that are watching. I want you to understand the math. And the math is, it's not a Republican or Democrat thing, which is why I think it's so important that President Trump does announce that he's making a third party. Now, I'm, I'm not going to act like I'm privy to that information, but it would not surprise me that that is the announcement that comes out um, tomorrow. Um, Seth, I'll give you the final word. I know you got some work that you still got to do to work the problem, but I do appreciate you coming on. I should have you on more often just because you're like a wealth of knowledge. And you're, you're kind of cool. Oh, well, thanks, Joe. I think that people need to understand that you have a choice to lose your morale, give up, walk away from everything, and just be passive as whatever happens happens to you, or you can become part of the solution. There is going to be a solution. This is not the first time in civilized human history that people have been up against the wall with a tyrannical government on the march. And the reality is... It's global, though, this time. Yes, the reality of it is, is that, yes, there are consequences and casualties in battles like this. But you were alive for a time like this to use your skills to turn the tide. But we have to have some of our leaders that we've put up there, people that we've nominated, people that that are holding office. Somebody's going to have to break with the trend to fold their hand and actually stand up and change the course of history. Maybe declare victory in a fraudulent election. See what happens. Well, I actually think that Kerry Lake should declare victory right now. And I think that what we have coming for not just Arizona, but around the country could be an American spring that we've been waiting for. And I am just proud to be a part of the catalyst that is going to lead to that. So, Seth Kestrel, thanks for being with us. I I will pray with you, pray with you at the end. Uh, Coming up in a minute, we'll have David Clements joining us here in a minute. Professor David Clements, he'll be here with us. Thank you, Seth. So, So we had... You know, it's actually only the, I think it's the second time we've had Seth on. And uh, for three, those of you that, maybe. how it's that? Maybe three. Three times. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but those you don't know a lot about Seth, Seth is an amazing man that literally maintains an ethical line. He uh, stays in and gets connected to everyone because to him, it's all about the math. It's all about how the integrity of the election. He just wants to speak truth. And as a result of that, you know, he gets attacked from, from every part, every part of the parties, both the Democrats and the Republicans. But he, he seems to maintain his integrity. He maintains his moral compass. And the things that he's been able to do just require an immense amount of courage. So if you get a chance to follow Seth, you can follow him at Seth Keschel, at Real Seth Keschel. Actually, let me make sure that that's right while I'm actually sitting here doing it. You can follow Seth at, follow Seth at, follow Seth at. At Seth. He's got S. Keschel at S. Keschel. S. Keschel dot substack dot com. Yeah, and, uh, but it's the real S. Keschel on. On True Social. Here, let me put it up. Uh, it is on True Social. Yeah, at Real, real S. S. Keschel. Yeah. So it's right there on screen. Go follow him as well if you can. Um, but, but what a good guy. All the way around. 
we have been working all day on this. And we got a lot of personalities that are out there that, that frankly, are uh, – sorry, we're trying to get them all mic'd up here and a little bit of problems. We can also just use the headphones, too, if you want to do that. Um, we've been working this all day. we got strong personalities, people that really have a strong belief system. Uh, David Clements is one of those. Professor David Clements is one of those. He's also one of my good friends. I would walk over fire for him. And I and I want to I want to point out that that you know having all these strong personalities in the same room and talking about how to work the problem has been inc incredibly humbling because you, I'll make some comment that's absolutely stupid, and David will go that was stupid, and he doesn't say it like that, but he says well have you thought about this and then I'm like well I haven't thought about that so now I feel really stupid, uh, <laughs> but what I mean by that is that we have. Difference of opinion, and we did what we should have done two years ago, and we got a bunch of powerful influencers in a room, and we started working the problem. Like, how do we work the problem? How do we work the problem for Nevada, for Arizona, for Colorado? And I've been pushing for this for a long time. And then how do we have enough humility to submit or to lead when you need to lead? And can we get others to stand and say, look, we know for a fact that the election was stolen. We know for a fact. It's not, and then they said, well, you have to prove it. You have to prove that the election was stolen. And then I go, you have to prove it wasn't stolen. That's, that's how it works when it's not transparent. When you send stuff back to run back and have run back run it into the election system, and then you put up snipers on the roof, and you have the sheriff of Maricopa County that pulled out of the National Sheriff's Association on election day. I want to point that out. Pulled out saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to support the American ideal that sheriffs have the ability to do things. I'm going to pull out of the, Ameri the U.S. Sheriff's Association so that I can betray the very people within my community. How much money did they have to pay that guy? Well, how much money have they poured into obstructing us? Anytime that they say prove it or anything along those lines, anytime that they refuse, the demands that the American people have uh, very soon, we've done enough. Right. We've spent enough of our own money so that you can spend our money to fight us to prove that there's fraud. We've done enough. We've proven enough. I it's your turn. Well, without, without that, or with no further ado, you're absolutely right. Let's go ahead and bring David to the show. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Sorry, we, we could see his flowing hair, and we would have made sure that he, had, he was mic'd up differently, but <laughs> uh, Zach had some, had some difficulty, so like, just put the headphones on him. He can look like, uh, what's the, jet, the singer? You know, the, who does he look like? Come on, help me. Are you talking about, uh, you're not talking about. Uh, well, not Charlie Daniels. I'm not talking about Charlie Daniels. I'm talking about. <laughs> you should, yeah. uh, I thought you were talking about the conspiracy theory. He looks like uh, <laughs> no. the, the book from, you know, 100 years ago. Oh, he does look like that. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one too. David, thanks for coming on. I'm glad to be here. So tell me what's going on. Tell me, tell me where we are right now. How do you feel about the election in 2022? Uh, I feel like there's a mass awakening that's going on for the normies. I think yeah. what you're seeing is the larger segment. Rod of Stewart. Yes. Rod sorry. Stewart. Rod Stewart. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> take it. Either that <laughs> Thanks, or Tim. Michael Landon. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, going for that semi-mullet. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, what I think right now is November 8th has turned into, uh, for, for Americans across the country, what was November 3rd for many of us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of us just you weren't sure that if we were going to be proven right. And we don't take any joy in being proven right because all it does is highlight massive fraud. And that's where we're at. So today it's been a, a wonderful session of iron sharpening iron where we're, we're really trying our best to get to what is it that's going to take the American people to, to, to go from this passive approach to taking an active role and, and letting us actually realize what self-governance is supposed to look like. If you're not going to give us you know, a free and fair election, give us the wheel. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. 
They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. So, so we've been meeting and working this out and saying, look, it's about time that the people have the ability to stand up. I was just asking Seth about that. Um, we have spent the better part of the day uh, working on a plan. Do you think that plan, we're not going to announce what the plan is, but do you think that plan actually puts the people in Arizona in the driver's seat in a peaceful and responsible way? It does. I mean, I think what we're trying to do is wrestle with just contingency plans of an enemy that will do anything to keep us from getting to the truth. And that seems to be the biggest frustration. It's not a matter of of whether or not we've got the truth on our side or whether or not uh, we know how to do this the right way. It's, you know, what do you do when a corrupt DOJ or corrupt FBI inserts themselves in the process? And I think that's been a lot of our reservations today is just how do you deal with that when it not if it happens but when it happens okay so uh, let me ask the question if i can and apollo you had something you want to say sorry go ahead no no, no, i'm good i'm good i'll send you something okay so uh, (laughs) do you think the the election in arizona and nevada um new mexico colorado california do you think those are uh, oregon Idaho, do you think those are fair and free elections? No. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's the self-evidence of just the question right now is that we don't have any accuracy. That's what I want to hit home on is we more or less have an idea of who should win. I mean, you had me on last week and everyone asked me, Carrie Lake, mm-hmm. is she going to win? Absolutely. Based on any conceivable metric, she, she's going to dominate until we get fed the slow death of the mainstream media basically controlling a narrative and and so now we're just waiting because we're lawful obedient people for what for what happened in nevada with uh the uh, was it adam laxel um what happened with blake masters already calling his race and you've got concessions from mastriano and, and folks that hey, what uh, was mastriano thinking what masters hasn't conceded though he, he hasn't, no. no. But, the, but now you, you've got people officially calling the race. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Katie Hobbs doing this, uh, this press release of sorts saying, I well, look, we've done, the, we've done the math. Let us get to the finish line. We know what's going to happen. Um, so once again, we're, we're dealing with the feed. We're dealing with the propaganda feed. Um, but yeah, do, do we have fair and honest elections? You know, absolutely not. Well, and what you just said, David, I mean, she came out and put out the, I put it up earlier. Uh, thank you for everyone who helped run this campaign and for all these people. You didn't even debate. What campaign? You didn't campaign. Your campaign was you stole it. Yeah, you went in the basement just like Biden, just like the re- the rest of you f- pathetic cowards. And then, then you have the nerve to come out and said, I'm clearly the favorite. Uh, you know, the same one who's the candidate and also running the elections. I'm the favorite. Uh, thanks so much for helping make this a success. She literally ran from the Project Veritas reporter. She, she holed up in a bathroom. And then she had her handler do the same thing until they coordinated from bathroom stall to bathroom stall until they rushed out. That's, that's the sign of new leadership in Arizona, someone yeah. that hides in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Carrie, I want to say this. If you're listening, maybe you are. Um, you need to come out and declare victory because we, the people, are going to make sure that you have free and fair elections. And you know that they're stealing your election. Everyone knows that has a half a brain that you're stealing the elections. Now, elections have consequences for who is in charge. That's true. Is that right, David? They're, they're, that is true. Yeah, we're living, we're living but, under those consequences. But, but, but let's, let's, let's go a little bit further. It's not just the people. It's not just the person that you elect. That's not the biggest problem. 
That, to me, is a consequence of the stealing of the elections, and then they can change laws and rules and rule with impunity and adversely affect who is put in the judiciary and assign judges. So tyranny will reign free in that environment. But the tyranny is allowed to run free because they are also changing state constitutions and they are raising taxes with, or, or in, in the case of Colorado, legalizing mushrooms, magic mushrooms, in the state of Colorado. Th this, is, this is changing the soul of our country by stealing the soul of our country and enslaving us because they raise taxes. They do whatever they want. They act with impunity. Isn't that a bigger consequence? I mean... Yeah, well, one of the things that we have to educate the American people on is that just because something's legal doesn't make it moral, and just because something's moral doesn't mean it's legal. And what you've seen here is an iteration of yeah. electioneering over the past 20 years where Dominion and ESNS is literally rewriting our election code year to year to make meaningful audits impossible, supervision impossible, and when, you know what, even if it's on the books, weaponize COVID once again yeah. and ignore the rules. And, and 2022, in many painful ways, they, they doubled down. They went back to the playbook without shame this time. It was just like, watch us. Watch us cheat. And um, the Repub yeah. Republican, Republican treasurer, by the way, won by over 250,000 votes in Arizona, right? So far. And yet they, they came out and they voted for Katie Hobbs and a Republican treasurer. Do you think that's even possible remotely? No, it's, it's impossible. Absolutely. What about Ducey? Why isn't he opening his mouth? He hasn't said a word. No. And uh, sadly, when you start looking at the two biggest tyrants from the governor's office, you're looking at Ducey and Kemp. And, and you know they've been chief casting for the role of villain when it comes to getting to, to transparent elections. And we've seen nothing from Ducey. Nothing at all. He's dropping a big Ducey. Well, can I say something too about what you said about the, uh, you know, drugs legalizing mushrooms? Yeah. If it, it's important, like that's within the frame of everything else that they're doing, because if if there was like some you know government, some state in charge, they're like, hands off, guys, do what you want. You know, we're the government, we're not going to interfere. That's one thing, but they'll do it in that context as they're raising taxes, as they're stealing everything from us, just after they've shut down the country for two years, and it's not random. Because in, just like with COVID, everything that they do, they get away with because they need us to be in fear. They're purposely, it's why crime is obscenely high. It's why the borders are wide open. On top of the, you know, replacing the population, being able to bring in all these people they can use as voters. They're purposely creating this environment where no one feels safe, where no one feels like they have any power. And then as soon as you raise a question on it, you're a bigot. You're a, you're a conspiracy theorist, extremist. It's to keep everyone in fear so that they can get away with all this stuff. It's, it's completely controlled and completely planned. So them putting drugs out in, like you think about Colorado, we have a massive homeless problem. We have massive issues. And now all these people, now the police are going to go, okay, well, cool, you're on drugs. They're just creating, just like they did with that, uh, that stimulus. They're going to give all these homeless people money. They're going to give them all these things. It's just a, a, a you know, a win for all the drug dealers and now you have all these people who are completely disenfranchised they have nothing no one can touch them and now they're going to be on drugs and it's just creating more chaos so that everyone's afraid and it, no one has any idea what to do because they keep pulling any options away from right. us yeah sadly fear is is ruling the day where people are being talked out of doing peaceful assemblies to, 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 to share their voice to show up in prayer um, and if we can't peacefully petition and show up what do we have left? And, and because right now what you're seeing is an absolute abject failure of every legal institution to do what they're supposed to. And sadly, you know, Joe, yourself, myself, Seth, we've taken on the role of an investigator that was usually occupied by law enforcement that cared about the rule of law. Yeah. And that's been taken from us. And so, you know, when Trump puts out, you know, his message on truth about we need to start looking at protests and new elections. New elections. New elections. Like right now, does does our does our demands in this country that we're this plan that we're working on that by the way we're getting uh, buy-in from people around the nation on and have we had anyone tell us that we're not what we're doing is is not a great plan? 
No, it's it, it's well, it's going to come down to saving our country. I it's think it's the only plan. And and uh, we have people that are now calling us, going, "Oh, you have to do that. We have to do that, right?" Here's the thing: free and fair elections, or free and fair elections, or we shut it down. If that's any indication of what we're going to be proposing, free and fair elections, or we shut it down peacefully shut it down and make it so that the economic impact of them, that, that the people will be heard, not just in cross, this is going to be, I think this is going to lead to an American spring. What do you think? I pray that it's so. I do. I mean, and I think we're, we're basically out. We, we've done two years of here's more fraud. Yeah. Here's more fraud. Here's more evidence. But we keep taking it to tyrants that aren't interested in acting on it. And so you've got nothing less, uh, nothing else really on the table other than say, look, we're just not going to participate, not, not in the electoral system. We're actually going to participate in a way that's never been done before in the past 200 years without telegraphing what we're going to do. But we're going to start demanding accountability in a way that uh, our government overlords actually feel the weight of their decisions of tyranny. Yeah, no question. Well, we are out of time. Um, well, can I just say one yeah. quick thing? Just everything that we've all said today, uh, everyone remember the elections, they're the problem. But that is a mechanism. These elections are a tool. The problem is actually that we have not done our job. There is nothing that will protect a republic. There is nothing that will protect freedom. It is us. It is people that do that. It is we the people. We are the ones who have failed. And if we had been doing our jobs the last 50, 100 years, these elections wouldn't matter because we would have fixed the problem. The elections are a tool that they have used to steal everything and install all of these things around us. And let's put up the uh, post, if we would, for from Trump. The absentee ballot situation in Detroit is really bad. People are showing up to vote only to be told, you've already voted. This is happening in large numbers elsewhere as well. Protest, protest, protest. That, that gives you just a little bit of an idea of what we thinking he I gets think it he, he gets, gets it. it and and he and in a way that trump and only and trump seems to be able to do is he simplifies things you know stop piling garbage on top of garbage and calling it an election result uh either our elections work or they don't and right now you can't tell anyone or well, we're still counting the ballots still counting them a week after the election that our elections work it's an embarrassment so you've got to use your voice as Joe says, you got to create density. We got to start showing up, and and we have to become more than a bumper sticker, more than we the people the bumper sticker. We've got to we have to start embodying self governance, and that means showing up to places, and and making yourself heard. So, I, I wanted somebody to say this. Said, what did Matt DiPerno? Why did he actually? You're you're absolutely right, by the way. But why did he concede? And I want you to know that I was talking to him yesterday saying, I'm praying for you. And he said, I'm tired. I put everything I had into this. I don't know what to do. I'm beat down. Those are Matt DiPerno's numbers mm -hmm. or thing. So if, you, if you're wondering, look, guys that have the truth and know the truth and are pursuing the truth, we know we just need to make it about the people. The people need to be the ones to have the voice. It can't, you can't just rely on me. You can't rely on David. You are the David. You are the Joe. I'm not the Joe. You are the Joe. I'm just a Joe. I'm just a Joe. I'm just a guy that's out there standing next to you, just trying to get things done for you. You are the Joe, though. You are the key to this. The American people, of the people, for the people, by the people. That that really is that is the, the solution. It's 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 the antidote to what we're dealing with. Yeah, and I, you know, I, yeah, look here, I, I'm not going to speak for Matt, but what it sounds like is someone who believes in the rule of law, and he's done everything he could do in compliance with the rule of law. But what he's done is he's been confronted with lawlessness along the way. And, and so at this point, in, in a terrain of lawlessness, it doesn't matter that he's an attorney. It doesn't matter that I'm an attorney. The law isn't working for any of us. So we have to reclaim, you know, the discussion on natural law, righteous law, and make sure that that informs 
the discussion going forward. Because right now, unless there's a righteousness that's indwelling in the American people, Matt's run his race. I, I still don't think he should have conceded. I think there's a way to fight. But I understand the fatigue because Matt DePerno has been on this treadmill since day one and in a way that's been intense. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to hear him say that. I, I, I promise you, and I, I said this to Matt, I just, I just told him not to give up. And we're going to pray for him on this show, Amen. as we did this morning. Um, but I, I want you to know that this, this fight is, is totally not about David or I. This show is not about David or I. This show is about speaking truth. And, and I, I welcome the day where we don't have to talk again. We don't have to say another word about election integrity where it's free and fair. And we can go on to doing our business. And you know what? If the whole country decides to elect communism into the society, so be it. So be it. But to steal a country, not just this country, but others, to push in this globalist environment and this globalist agenda against the will of the people because you're evil, because you believe in institutional slavery, because you want to steal everything that we stand for in the sacrifice that happened for 250 years. No, F that. I'm out. You're a bully, and it needs to stop. So I, I, I welcome the day where I can just be out working, doing whatever I want to do, and fishing, hanging out with my family, just chilling. But that time's not now. And if you want to stop this, we have the ability. We have, we have something that will actually do that, that should grow across the entire country. One that solidifies constitutional integrity. So we're, we're going to make sure we get away from machines, no mail-in ballots, got to have an ID, you vote in person, you get to count until the counting is done, and you can do it in a day. We're going to make sure all of that happens and we eliminate the, the runbacks of the world and the stellars of the world and the cathedrals of the world. And I hope that that announcement tomorrow is that President Trump has a new party because I certainly think that that will bankrupt the GOP. It will suck the life out of the Democrat Party and it'll move independence to a place where it is America first. David, I'll give you the last word. You know, I, I haven't wrestled with the new party thing until you actually brought it up today. And I'll, I'll be lying to you if, I, if my, my chest didn't swell up with hope at the prospect of if you want to rip the spine out of a feckless party there's only one man that can do that, by the way. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, you know, I proposed a new party. But I'm telling you, 70% plus would leave the party in a heartbeat based on what they just saw. Hopefully Trump knows it. And, um, and it's going to take something that revolutionary yeah. to remind people who the boss is. 100%. And so I hope, hope to see it. In bated breath, we're going to go back to working the problem. We'll be working on it all night. And we'll come up with something in the next couple of days that we push out. And we think that time is of the essence and the people of Arizona deserve to have free and fair elections and they don't have it now. So let's pray. Real, can I say one more yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I see everyone shut it down, shut it down. You know, we've mentioned those words. If you're, you know, you're gambling and you get, they're cheating on the deal. What do you do? You redeal. If you're yeah. in a casino, you're in a liquor store. What does the state do? you're cheating on your taxes they're selling liquor to kids whatever it is in any any realm in our society if you're cheating if you're screwing around you're not following the rules you shut it down that's exactly what the state does to us and they've been doing it unjustly you shut it down you redeal yeah so why can't we do that and why can't we make sure it is free and fair exactly and, you, and we don't have to prove to you that you stole it you have to prove to us you didn't See, we're the, it's of the people, for the people, by the people. Yeah. An election system with no confidence is not an election system. No. And there is no confidence. It's a slave trader in a ship. Yeah. Yep. That literally is institutionalizing slavery as you steal everything that we're about. Nah, I think I'm over it. I think you are too. I think yeah. we all are. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Thank you for the strength and courage. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the stamina. Thank you for the heart that you put into our communities 
And Father, thank you for being on our hearts about how to work the problem, what the solution is. Father, thank you for David. Thank you for Seth. Thank you for Aaron and Pete and Jeff and Ash and Apollo. Thank you, Father, for the, for the many people that listen and watch this podcast. Thank you for them, Father. Thank you for just the ability to withstand all the hits, to get past the, the fear and the fatigue. They want to steal our spirit, Father, and just thank you for allowing us to push through it. Father, we're at a place right now, I think, and, and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and I, and I, but I see it as a place where, where we, as people, we want action. We want to be able to rise up collectively together and make them hear the voice of the American people. We want to stop them from being able to steal the, the very identity of a nation where many people have lost their lives to protect that thing called freedom. Father, I would just ask you to give us the strength to protect our hearts and minds I would ask you to rise up leaders all over the nation and give them the courage and give them the wisdom to lead as intermediaries to connect to others, to set aside petty differences, to do the things that are necessary to eliminate this fraud in our nation. Father, you have pulled back that veil and many people see it as hopeless that there's nothing you can do because the judiciary is so compromised that it breaks the spirit of people every day. So I would ask you, Father, I would ask you, Father, to have those that are out there consider this plan we put out there in the next day or so. Consider it along with the many people in Arizona that we are connecting with in order to make sure the people of Arizona have a voice. Father, I would ask you to let it spread like wildfire to create an American spring across this nation. Father, I would just ask us to be able to mock in real time, mock the media, the fake media, mock those people in leadership that literally think that they are the voice of the American people, these slave traders that, ha that have been elected illegally in their positions. Father, I would just ask you to give us the ability to expose every single one of them. And Father, in this, I just ask that you make sure that we concentrate on the mission of restoring you to our community and not forgetting about the fact that the reason why we're able to restore it is because of you. Father, we are in a drought, a drought of faith, a drought of commitment to you, and a drought of commitment to each other. Father, I would ask you that you help us to set aside those petty differences and get to a place where we can focus on mission and focus on you. And when it's all done, Father, I just ask that you give us the strength to be able to forgive those people in our community that abandoned the American ideals and to help us repair our communities and get back to a place where our society is, is driven by ethics, by morals. I ask for all these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, I got to tell you, I am incredible. I am incredibly uh, grateful for the opportunity you have to come on here, David. Uh, we'll have you on again. We're going to go work the problem, David and Apollo and all the other people. We do have a fax blast out, and um, I should probably mention this. Um, this is the FTX, Ukraine and Democrat Party, Does Corruption Always Win? This is to the, the, the people. We have learned in the coming days and weeks the kind of role the U.S. will play in the investigation, but the U.S. has sole jurisdiction to investigate what appears to be massive money laundering of U.S. tax dollars via Democrat campaigns. According to the Daily Caller, Sam Bankman-Fried, prolific Democrat donor and ex-CEO of now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange FTX, funded the campaigns of members of Congress overseeing the Commodities Future Trading Commission, one of the key bodies tasked with regulating the crypto industry, and the subject of Bankman-Fried's aggressive lobbying. Bankman-Fried's FTX is currently under investigation by the CFTC and the Securities and Exchange Commission after Bankman-Fried allegedly moved $10 billion in client assets from his crypto exchange to his trading firm, Alameda Research, and a liquidity crisis at his exchange, uh, which prompted the company to file for bankruptcy. However, prior to the agency's probe, Bankman-Fried aggressively courted the CFTC 
and funded several key lawmakers charged with overseeing the agency, pouring cash into their campaign coffers. Now consider the report from Washington Post from March. Amid the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the CEO of FTX, Sam Friedman, Freed, had come forward to help crypto donation project. He humbly announced that FTX would be supporting the Ukrainian Ministry of Finance and other communities and collecting crypto donations from around the country. The Ukrainian government has received over 60 million in crypto donations from all over the world. All this news comes as National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters en route to Bali yesterday that another aid package would be announced for Ukraine this week. It's clear that you are going to hold your, you're not going to hold yourself accountable due to the explosive discoveries. Every single one of you should be under investigation and prosecuted. We'll get there eventually. Those who stand with the people may find redemption. We demand transparency. This is our demand for everybody. We demand transparency for the FTX, Ukraine Democrat campaign apparatus. Any legislator who obstructs the transparency will be con considered complicit. We also demand that new elections, since they are clearly tainted by incumbent corruption, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Remember your oath. It's important that we remember our oath, too, as Americans. And enough is enough. So I do pray that we get to the place where we have an American spring. And I think it's all going to start in Arizona. That will be the, the pinpoint of it. And it just spirals out from there to get transparency. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.